0: Tristan offered me a drink from the well stocked bar over the kitchen counter. He slid the rolling shelf out and motioned for me to choose. The last drink I had on an airplane was a little mini of cheap wine from a cart. I went over to the cabinet and eyed an array of full size bottles that would rival most bars. There was a chrome grate across the bottom half of the lineup that I guessed was to prevent anything from flying off the shelf if we hit any turbulence. I know better than to let you choose for me. You nearly killed me with that kamikaze I had at your house that first night. I grimaced, remembering how potent the drink had been. I pointed to some premium vanilla vodka. A little of that, and some orange juice if you have some. One creamsicle coming up. I watched his hands as he made my drink and poured some scotch over ice for himself. His hands captivated me almost as much as his face and voice from the first day I met him. Could it have only been two months ago? Two months for those hands to know my body better than I ever dreamed possible? Between the kamikaze and the way I left you last night, I'm surprised you ever wanted to be with me again. He let one cool finger trail over the sensitive underside of my wrist as he passed my drink to me. You have a way of redeeming yourself. Mm Mm-mm. This is more like it. Tristan lowered himself with his usual grace onto the dove-gray leather sofa. Never had a man so impressed me with the way he moved. Everything Tristan King did seemed subtly choreographed a personal ballet designed just for him. He patted the seat beside him, but I didn't immediately join him. I'd had to buckle my seatbelt before I got the chance to really explore the interior of the huge private jet. We'd done a quick walkthrough before the pilot had called for us to take our seats. And now that we were on our way, I wanted to poke around a bit. Do you mind if I look around? Help yourself. It's quite interesting, really, to see how things are adapted for an aircraft's interior. The same kinds of things you'd do on a ship. Have you got a ship, too? I wouldn't call it a ship, but I do have a nice yacht. That didn't surprise me in the least. I wandered around the kitchen dining area first. There was a convection oven, a microwave, a refrigerator, several cabinets with dishes, but no actual stove. I guess you really don't cook on a plane, right? No. Whatever I need is ordered from a caterer who specializes in provisioning for aircraft. There are quite a few choices if you're hungry. No. Maybe later. I ran my fingers over the surface of the highly polished wooden tabletop. Table for eight? You could do a flying dinner party. Like the table? The wood is very distinctive. It's called Ebony Burl, and it's found mainly in Laos. I studied the dark and light swirling pattern on the shiny tabletop. It's very pretty. I walked toward the living room, and Tristan watched me from the couch. He was seated on one of two three-seaters, and there were additional love seats and big, comfortable-looking recliners. The entire interior was done in shades of gray and ivory, with lots of different types of wood accents. The effect was warmly masculine, rich, but not ostentatiously so. The furniture converts into sleepers. Counting the master, eight people can sleep on board. Between the living area and the bedroom was an office space with four chairs and desks. Beyond that, the master suite, I stood in the arch of the bedroom door, surveying the big bed, with its creamy spread, and the fur throw casually but purposefully draped over one corner. I felt Tristan come up behind me and encircle my waist, holding my back against him. Are you prepared to get nice and cozy tonight? He playfully rubbed himself against my ass, and I pressed back and wiggled. Tristan, who does all this for you? I mean, your pilot doesn't come on board and lay the fur on the bed just so.